and you're going to spiral down 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 into the material plane and you're going to become degenerated and it's going to suck and you're going to need traditional you're going to need the, the the traditional school to remind you but ultimately it's not going to work and you're going to have to convert to islam <laughs> the beings i love are creatures they were born by chance my meeting with them was also my chance Hitting? That cicada's about to be hitting hard. Is it hitting hard? Let me see. Yeah. You know what, uh... You know what... has been throwing me off lately? What's that? Wow, that one just hit like a hard cut. <laughs> yeah. um, I turned it off. <laughs> that cicada off. When the schizophrenia hits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's been throwing me off lately is like when I have convos with people about cicadas versus tree frogs and we like we often like don't have clarity on which is which do we have tree frogs here? that's what like, I'm saying I feel like it's people just, be talking about tree frogs that's the real like when the schizophrenia is I feel like <laughs> we don't live in South America what do they mean tree frog? Like we we only have cicadas here. Well, there's places with tree frogs that aren't aren't jungles. Like mm. I'm pretty sure I grew up around some tree frogs. Really? They go like wink, 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 wink. Okay, sure. Yeah. You ever heard those? Or like in in North Carolina or something? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I f- I I feel like you would know. You would know. They sound amazing. They sound like rain. Wow. Yeah, no, I I don't Trippy know. as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's and then there's uh crickets, of course. Yeah. Which we know. We know crickets. Definitely. Crickets and like grasshoppers. Yeah. Are out here making noise too. I uh, found a cricket in my bathtub the other day. Oh yeah. Why was it there? I don't know. But it was doing the thing where it was like trying to go up the curved edge, yeah. and it like kept sliding down. Definitely. And I was like, "Just jump, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> I don't think crickets fly. No, grasshoppers, grasshoppers can, can fly. Yeah. Up in Michigan, where my family is from, I was there's this like road that uh, called Bootjack Road, and it's called that because it's shaped like a bootjack. Okay. Um. And there's a there's an inn that my family runs. I guess I'm like doxing my family, but <laughs> it's called it's called Dreamland. Yeah. That's that's the name of the hotel. It was settled like I don't know, late eighteen eighties or something. Yeah. And it's still operational. But there's this um 
basically my family lives in like oof, those are looking those are looking good <laughs> we got the electro electro lit and the gator light yeah this one's got the gator light has a specialized blend of five electrolytes and this one i think has six ions the okay. electro lit has six ions i could use ions i think <laughs> okay I'll like, like taolin <laughs> Absorbing negative ions. <laughs> exactly. Do, I should do some bonding right now. <laughs> Take my shoes off. As long as there's no kids here to, <laughs> like, putting call me a dirty. There's like dirty a hippie or whatever they down call here. <laughs> there's a condom down there. <laughs> no, it's just a little plastic bag. <laughs> We're probably just absorbing arsenic, <laughs> like, from the. <laughs> but there's there's this road. Where. Um, like my grandma went to school up there in a one-room schoolhouse, mm-hmm. and it's like, um, you know, it's basically like condemned and falling in. And then down the road, there's this like old house that some of the relatives used to stay in when we would go up there for like big family gatherings, and we just called it Lil's. Mm. Like I guess someone named Lil used to like yeah own it, but I always remember there was just an enormous like in July or August, just an enormous like cloud of huge grasshoppers that would just be like flying and circling around it's there like locusts yeah like locusts <laughs> essentially and i would go play with them and they would all like i would like trap them and then they would like piss on your hand yeah you ever get that, that like, I don't grasshopper know I, pee? I, i've never had grass wait I, it's like it's like black tarry stuff yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. sticky yeah like yeah um or i used to go to this place I used to go to this place with my grandparents to get chicken up in northern Wisconsin. Mm. And uh, then afterwards I would go and catch frogs and I would throw them into the lake. <laughs> like like a baseball. <laughs> chuck, I wasn't like them. sadistic either. I don't know why I thought that was why I thought that was cool. I feel like <clears throat> Uh, you know, mm. often you touch on you. You, wow. you got you got this tastes <laughs> crazy. The electrolyte. Yeah, it, I feel like often in my life, I feel like I've like done things that are pretty sadistic, like by like, like objectively, by proxy, like by proxy. Oh yeah. Like if I had meant to do them, like on accident. Yeah. So if I if I had meant to do them, it'd be like really horrible. But I've I've killed probably like three animal like vertebrates in my life. Yeah. On accident. <laughs> like are we talking like a of mice and men kind of situation? <laughs> no, no, no. No, these it was it, they're all basically like lessons for me in like forgetfulness. Forgetfulness? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So That sounds sad. It is sad. Uh uh Yeah, we I first off I want I want to say that the was this in the driftless um, or is this or is this elsewhere the frogs just like yeah this this story is just taking place in the driftless well the upper peninsula of Michigan oh, is upper, is not the driftless oh I'm sorry did I did you say upper peninsula I like missed that part yeah that's where Bootjack Road is okay okay it's in the UP yeah I um, don't know you this it just like the energy of this is like it sounds like New England or something. Driftless, driftless energy, <laughs> driftless energy, the Upper Peninsula energy, just like whatever your family was on colonizing this whole road. Yeah, they were French Canadian. Okay, just so you know. 
Um, but yeah, I guess I'll, yeah, I guess I could reveal my these these situations when uh, I lived in South Dakota in second grade. Yeah, this probably happened in first grade though. Um, my there there was a there was this like dirt pile like my dad had like kind of moved a bunch of dirt into one spot yeah with a uh <laughs> sounds like sounds like south dakota <laughs> yeah because there was a dirt my piles. parents like bought this like just like uh, like objectively like dirt ranch yeah like terrible like farm house and stuff and, like fixed it up yeah but there were about a bunch of outbuildings that he had to demolish what's the land like is it prairie yeah yeah it's, it's prairie it was pretty nice wow it was a beautiful like place to be as a kid. I pretty like pretty terrible people there. Yeah. Um, hey, <laughs> careful. Pretty. Hey, listen. <laughs> if you're from Corsica, South Dakota, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but just, there's a just kidding. There's this dirt pile. Yeah, d- definitely just kidding. But I, you know, I hope you've grown as people since then. Yeah. Uh, we were we were pushed out yeah that's a feeling but uh <laughs> there's a dirt pile there and i w- i used to stand on top of it and <laughs> pretend to be and and sing and I'm sing. the king of the world and <laughs> yeah, sing what's that what's that bon jovi song it's my life yeah, 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 that is <laughs> now or never yeah uh i'm gonna live exactly exactly that song is huge for me at the time and i remember sliding down that dirt pile one day and sitting at the bottom and then just snakes pouring out (laughs) pouring out like like it was like a snake nest (laughs) like all these snakes just started pouring out all over me once we learned there were snakes in there my sister and i were like let's capture some so we captured two snakes yeah and we put them in like a Tupperware container with like there was like a there was a screen in there like a, a hole cut in the screen so they could like breathe yeah but we just like forgot about them outside and they mummified they mummified yeah they like dried out they like died yeah. and dried out I know it's just a funny word it's like oh they yeah and then they turned into mummies <laughs> yeah they were like it was really horrific yeah and you know, we we forgot. Um, and you're making South Dakota sound like it's like it's like Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the desiccated skulls dried in the jars. <laughs> That's how it felt. Honestly. Um, Have you ever read that book? I haven't. No. It's crazy. But go ahead. <laughs> Um, this the second it's this the second is kind of like the opposite where it was a mammal uh my dad used to this was back here in minneapolis yeah my dad used to catch squirrels and then bring them across the river <laughs> nice and like let them go we 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 did a catch and release squirrel in my mm-hmm. in my yard once too and so he would leave these like squirrel traps yeah the live traps with the mm-hmm. they just walk in yeah yeah and there was just like one in the yard and I thought it was being helpful so I like set it. It was probably like in the fall and I set it. Apple <laughs> in there. And like in the middle of winter one day my like dad came in like into the house super angry. Yeah. And 
it's and because like the snow had fallen and he found like one of the traps with like just a squirrel frozen inside yeah <laughs> and like he made me like get rid of it yeah but i just thought it was being helpful and i like, forgot about it didn't think it was my responsibility but when you set the trap that's your responsibility you know damn that's true yeah <laughs> we uh we did that once. I think there was like a squirrel that was like tearing tearing the bark off the trees or some shit like yeah. that. Do they do that? It I, was like something that something that would yeah. bother my parents, you know. And so they set a, a a live trap for it and then we took it out to the forest at the edge of town and we opened up the trap and I remember it's like burned into my mind the image. It it just it shot out like a like a cannon. Like it, it yeah. traveled like twenty five feet in the air. <laughs> it was like on a hill. Yeah, yeah. Just like it, just like literally like flew out of the cage. Wow. Yeah. Animals are crazy. Yeah. Humans, I mean, really, like when you look at all the other animals, like we just seem so like proportionally like so like weak and like yeah, not like dexterous and nimble and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's because. It's because we used our minds. So true. I mean, not saying that that's... I'm not being a, a human chauvinist. It's just, you know, that's what seems to have... That's what seems to have happened. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really wonderful book by the uh, Czech media theorist and philosopher Vilem Flusser called uh, Vampirotuthis Infernalis. And it's it's like an ontology of the vampire squid. Mm. So it's basically like he's kind of like a Hegelian philosopher. So he's imagining what like the world spirit would look like under the aegis of a creature such as the vampire squid, mm. where like your brain and your sensory organs are basically just like interwoven into one like sort of like simultaneous highly psychedelic highly like extremely sexual um mm. creature <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i can't like explain it that well but it's sort of like you know he, he he explains that the squid is like the diametric opposite uh result of evolution to the human yeah so where we evolved to like walk on land and sort of like survey the world and kind of like map it out the vampire squid descended into the depths in a world where you know there's no light and it just sort of it evolved to just sort of like swim in the murk and be in the world mm -hmm. it's, it's really crazy yeah so i'm guessing it has like no like because we can like kind of think we can we can yeah. hide what what's going on inside like yeah generally it seems like cephalopods like they can't like whatever is yeah their experience is like almost displayed on the outside exactly like they're literally they literally shine different colors when they feel different emotions right. and shit yeah. yeah um and like yeah it's just a cool a cool thing definitely <laughs> that's that's what we're trying we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to integrate that we're trying to show our emotions on the outside yeah that's a there that's definitely like some uh 
that's popped up in a few like science fiction works the idea of like the cephalopod or the no like having having like a suit like oh, that yeah. is displaying your emotions so someone can like just immediately like tell yeah like what your emotions are did you ever buy like a mood ring at the mall when you were a kid? Of course. Yeah. Those are fake, of course. But yeah. It's well, a cool <laughs> sort of popular fiction. Definitely. Mall fiction. It is it is interesting too because it it immediately like of like of all people like like the person wearing the mood ring shouldn't need the mood ring <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like to tell like oh like you know i've always heard when people are talking about mood rings like they're like oh it's like pink i'm anxious right now or something yeah it's like (laughs) how are you you know why are you taking the mood rings you know word for it how are you feeling right now you know what else is a popular fiction of the mall that your story reminded me of was do you remember the hermit crab craze of course so like you used to be able to go to like an American mall kiosk and purchase like a hermit crab for no reason at all. And then you could get like a tricked out shell for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like pimp my ride, but it's, like, <laughs> but it's literally like a living crab. Yeah, like a Jamaican flag. That has, that has no business living inside your house. Yeah. <laughs> but they were adorable and and sick yeah so i got one did you have one yeah yeah, yeah i've had hermit crabs a couple times i think yeah and mine i don't know how this happened uh but one of mine so my my parents were putting an addition on our house when i was a kid like probably like 10 or 12 and that's when i had the crab and one of them um escaped and made its way into the sort of you know scaffolding of the addition mm. that was the theory at least yeah. we, we don't act we never found it yeah but i think there was this idea that it had become sort of entombed a la you know edgar Allan poe or something like that yeah Andrew Tate is my doctor. <laughs> he told me to take Hyperbrain three times a day. Yo, you'd have like a meltdown if you took this three times Yo, a guess, day. Yo, guess the name of the company that distributes this. <laughs> <laughs> and guess where they're located. Uh, 
uh, Jack Plus, and they're located in uh, Huntington, West Virginia. Close. Global Widget. Global Widget. <laughs> <laughs> Global Widget. Like an like a like one of those like middle of the mall like i i widget an i widget company it's global like, widget it's like universal widget ontology <laughs> um they're located in tampa florida oof we got ingredients taurine classic mm-hmm. the proprietary blends are alpha size 100p and serenade 70p i look at alpha Alpha size is A glyceryl phosphoryl chlorine. No, not chlorine. <laughs> Choline. I was saying it it definitely just feels like a bean. It does. Your my my visual acuity is definitely higher. Yeah. I got like excited, <laughs> which is not a good not a good sign <laughs> for me. Yeah. I won't be taking a second dose. No. I really don't. I don't think you should. Yeah. You have higher performance. Does that mean... Generally, with, like, a gas station pill, higher performance means, like... Means sex. Yeah. No, I think this is just a general high performance. Like, podcast, driving, mm-hmm. um, you know, buying stuff at the gas station. Foliar fungicide? I don't think it's that, man. It looks like it's a fungicide. It's fu- it's it kills oh, fungus. Oh, serenade. <laughs> serenade. Uh, Ade is a is a fungus. <laughs> what if this was just like a psyop, like a sort of you know psychic warfare to like destroy like the the fungal intelligence? You know, how pe- everyone started reading that book like two years ago about how like mushrooms are smart. Mm-hmm. What if this? Hyperbrain IQ is like gets rid of sent the, out to like kill that it gets, intelligence. It gets rid of the the other intelligence so that you can be. It gets rid of yourself. like the communist mushrooms or whatever. <laughs> That's what that book is about, right? Yeah, I think something like that. Yo, this I'm looking at Serenade. It features ingredients five uh, methyl tetrahydrofolate uh-huh. and methylcobalamin, uh, vitamin B12. So what is What does that mean? I don't know. 5 MTHF. I'm going to look up that's 5. This is now the the Joe Rogan podcast where we just look things up. Okay, so it's kind of like yeah, I mean, they're just like nootropics, so they just kind of like boost they're like precursors to like serotonin and melatonin. So it's not real pretty much yeah we're, we're but i think but the, the packaging is very i powerful. think the caffeine works pretty well and the caffeine whatever the the, the mixture they got with the caffeine yeah. has it being like real it's real smooth yeah it's definitely like, hidden it's like a it's like a vivance mm-hmm. yeah damn should we talk about the pony boy yeah well maybe you know yeah I mean, could talk about Pony Boy. I uh, I wanted to wait till now to reveal something to you. Yeah. Which is that I listened back to our episode that we recorded in New York. Yeah. And um, it's bad. Is it? Yeah. 
Damn. It's pretty unlistenable. Damn. How does that, how do you, what do you think about that? Is it surprising? I think maybe. I thought it like, it felt, it felt good when we recorded it. Right? Yeah. It's just boring. Really? Yeah. It's really uninteresting. Damn. There's just like no energy. I don't know if it's because it was over the phone, Mm -hmm. but like I was reflecting on it and it's like literally like some of the stuff we're saying is cool, but it's like you don't even listen to a podcast for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the charisma is just not there. Damn. Yeah. You know, it's probably for the best if we, you know, if it is what it is. Yeah. You know, damn. I felt like there's some there's some hot connections. I feel like the. I did wonder about like. You're the, welcome to listen to it, but I I found it pretty unsalvageable. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Sometimes it's like that. Yeah. You know, we're like we're like uh, three and fifteen so far. So you know. Yeah. No, it just it just like had me reflecting on how. I mean, we were talking in that podcast about that Gucci Mane quote, like how like you gotta be the sauce. You gotta you gotta be the sauce. You gotta be the sauce. (laughs) You gotta have the sauce to be the boss, but you can get lost in the sauce. Yeah. And how that, like I I've always interpreted that to mean like when you're speaking, when you're speaking like the light of truth, you can mistakenly think that that's that that's like attributable to you and think that you're sort of like the source of your um sort of like vital expression is inexhaustible Mm -hmm. and i was just thinking about how how weird it is that like i don't know i feel like i've lived so so many stretches of my life as a person where i just inexplicably had like nothing to say yeah like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then and and like listening to the podcast i had this really uncanny sensation it's pretty painful honestly of like understanding that that's how i might be like hitting as a person sometimes yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it's like i'm talking to like my girlfriend or something and that i'm like hitting in a way where it's like I'm not saying anything even yeah. though I'm saying a lot yeah it's like scary <laughs> definitely <laughs> you feel yeah you feel you're being like tricked into like you're you're tricking yourself yeah into like thinking like it's hitting yeah when really you know you just look like that the meme of the guy talking talking at the woman talking at the woman yeah for sure yeah yeah, I guess I'll have to I'll have to listen back, but that's that's good to know the se- the hidden episode, the secret episode. They're gonna have to hack us to get it. Yeah, there are certain things in it that are cool, but like, it just feels like flat. Yeah, yeah. I could see. I mean, it is long, so it's like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Were the things you wanted to like? talk about that we talked about on it or, or do you think it's a full scrub you know full wash i mean there's things there's things we could talk about like i don't know we just we spent like six minutes like talking about like who baz Luhrmann is <laughs> yeah we don't need that <laughs> yeah I, there was one thing i said that i thought was kind of cool um <laughs> i was talking about how 
Elvis is like quivering towards eternity. Yeah. And that, you know, because we, we saw the Elvis movie and how like his like quivers are like, you know, he's like, damn, more kids. More kids. That's me. <laughs> we don't want the, we don't want the major arc in this podcast to be like we're just we gonna hang like, out with the kids at the we, party. Yeah. <laughs> the kids go. Oh no. I mean, there was some stuff about the Elvis movie, but but then I was like, okay, so this is what I was thinking because we talked about movies. Yeah. For yeah, a long yeah. time, and I was like, randomly, it's it's like not chatted to be like talking about movies no i mean that's it's like, like not it's like it's like a passive lifestyle <laughs> it's not a good look <laughs> you know it's true i mean you can make like a reference to it like oh yeah, yeah if you want if you want like if you want to understand like i'm not going to define like a sigma for you but if you want to understand sigmas yeah watch heat exactly you know yeah but but the thing is we 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 like i think the stuff we said was interesting but it was like I kept saying like in the film, <laughs> like I hate like I hate having to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like have a conversation where I keep saying, in the film. When I went and visited Nick, we <laughs> attended the cinema many times. Well, that's the other thing is like it felt like <laughs> we just narrated everything we had done for the past two weeks. Yeah, and it was like we we're trying so hard to make it be like it was dope. It like w- what we yeah. did was dope. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like oh like this is actually so boring yeah yeah and then we went to coney island and we saw a snake yo there was a snake at coney island <laughs> yeah it's kind of sad it just made me think that like we're really gonna have to practice like radical like sort of detachment and acceptance if we're gonna keep doing this yeah and see it impersonally if we if we make whack stuff sometimes definitely i mean that's that's definitely something we like kind of set out at the beginning we mm-hmm. want it we want it to be coming from our hearts and we're not we're not you know we're not like ascended beings like we're not talking purely from our we're hearts we're not pony we're, boy bro we're 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 mind we're mind men you know or yeah uh, yeah like you know pony boy's got his thing he's got his like yeah like fairly radical kind of yeah way of being Absolutely. that you can just tell is like it doesn't if take we breaks talked like that it would sound like ironic or something oh for sure we're not quite there we have our niche but it's like i think in order to listen to us um and have it be a unique contribution that isn't just us trying to fit ourselves into the mold of like another type oh, of yeah, guy's I podcast i could do that yeah yeah like we have to just be okay with the fact that we're not always going to be hitting uh-huh. in the right way Definitely. and and sometimes we will be yeah yeah that's that's and that's but, for the, the third mic the but we're grateful yeah we're grateful for the listeners for like honestly we're grateful to you for enabling this i don't know whatever this is certainly yeah but yeah, you want to talk about the Pony Boy thing, or anything from episode the lost episode that you wanted to? I don't. I mean, I, drag I, don't, into even, the light? I don't even know. You know, it's, Zaza I feel like Island. I wanted to hit that real Zaza quick. Zaza Island. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was kind of a dope thought. Yeah. <laughs> escape from. I was thinking Escape from Zaza Island would be a good name. 
just in yeah just for in like general, a, for, for like the episode or for like a movie or just like a book or something yeah, yeah. and and i guess did did you want to talk about kind of the 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 legal weed scene there and kind of like the weird like space it inhabits <sighs> not really but yeah you just want to talk about zaza island <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i just i don't want to rehash it yeah but um i mostly just really like the word zaza zaza is literally one of like the a best, mantras it's one of the best things that has happened in the last decade <laughs> it is zaza yeah because you know it it it's so like disconnected from like from semiotics <laughs> from representation <laughs> exactly it's pure excess that's why i love it and, and, and in the episode we did mention there's a guy probably like a teenager a dominican teenager that would sit outside my apartment on st mark's where i was staying and just like sell pre-rolls and just say zaza 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 yeah and just like hearing that every every day when i walked outside it's like he was chanting yeah he must have been in like a real like i i would love to be a fly in the wall of like his internal space Oh yeah, because that has to be like putting you into like a crazy like meditative state, That's just like repeating something. Zaza. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. especially if you're off the Zaza, like he's probably like yeah, astral projecting. He, I don't know if he was off the Zaza. He looked like he was kind of a teetotaler to me. That probably be he was about his business. Yeah, except he was eating a lot of the ice creams with sprinkles on them that they sell on St. Mark's. <laughs> no minions. No, not a, no minion minion pops. but yeah oh yeah and then i was also in that um i was in that movie that like everyone's mad about yeah (laughs) like the substack wars i don't know i guess i just want to go on record that i was there (laughs) if everyone wants to talk to me about it you could reach out to me uh but i take no position um i take no position word yeah <laughs> shout out crumbs i was there <laughs> be the history channel in like 40 years yeah yeah it really is i mean yeah i don't want to talk about that i story. don't either yeah that's the thing bro new york is busted that's all i gotta say i had a, I had a great time uh, visiting you there are some I don't know. I think that's negative. It is negative. I probably shouldn't yeah. bleep that out. Yeah. Say New York is bleep. And beep that out too. It's definitely boop. Yeah. It's definitely bleep. <laughs> New York is bleep. <laughs> For sure. Yo, do you want to do some dream analysis? Yeah. <laughs> Hit me with this dream. <laughs> Should I read it or do you want to read it out to me? I'll, re- I'll read it out. Okay. Should this I listen to the whole thing or interrupt? Uh, we'll listen to the whole thing. Okay. I think is probably the best way to do it. Sounds good. The whole context. Yeah. Um, so you wrote this in the morning. This was like, I woke up at like 5am Yeah. and like, I was like, I got to write this down because it felt like significant. All right. So, uh, there's no context, you know, in that, in that Jungian podcast, yeah. Yeah. When they, when they talk about their, like their, their dream scam. Yeah. They always talk about a person with my legal name and my correct age. <laughs> you? 
I, I wonder if it's me <laughs> in like the future or something. Charles Sullivan? Oh, sorry. Damn, yeah, Doss. We'll bleep it out. Bleep Sullivan? Yeah, that'd be great. It bleeped out. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's like Charles, age 28. You just said it again. Yeah, every time I say it, it's going to be bleeped out. Okay. Uh, yeah, so age 28, like, <laughs> was having difficulties finding his path and. Once he went to dream school, his dreams revealed. Like they, it like yeah, goes they're like through. shilling their like eight hundred dollar <laughs> online course. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it feels so targeted every time I hear it. <laughs> it's just like it's like they're speaking right at me. But he's just like me. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna do some dream analysis here because this dream. Wait. So what are the three like elements again? There's like the prima materia. There's the, there's like an other thing. I, let me look it up real quick. All right. Because I got to get these straight before I. <laughs> I mean, you could just work it however you want. You know, we're not Jungian analysts. Well, but I might do a little bit of Jungian stuff. All right. Just off the top. Yeah. You should do some Freudian stuff. Oh yeah. So there's the. Yeah, well, I'm going to definitely do Freudian stuff. I'm going to do some some Reich stuff. Shit, I don't know, bro. I don't even know. What yeah, bro, yeah, I don't think... I think it's... It doesn't matter. The, the way I understand the union stuff, it's, like, very much, like... It's kind of off the cuff, but there are, like, the uh, archetypes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all right. It's funny, because... Le- le- last thing I'll say. Yeah. When they do the dream analysis on the show... They always just like fundamentally disagree about what the dream is about. Yeah. Like, they have, like, yeah. It's just like there's not like. That's the thing is like the dream analysis is is literally impossible for like like someone to just like cold read it. Yeah. It has to be a discussion that like between the person who had the dream and like an an, an analysand. Right. Or I guess an an, an anal an analyst <laughs> and the analysand is the person who had the dream. Sorry. Yeah, bro. Oh. So stupid. I know, but like three three analysts can't like determine what the dream is. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, yo, imagine, yeah, just imagine like three analysts just like living together. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like Sorry. a Polish joke or yeah. something. Uh, so an analysand. So I'm I'm gonna be your analysand. and a Polish person walk into a a room <laughs> uh, so you're the analysand I'm, I'm Polish too yeah uh, it's the I'm same Polish thing. too it's the same thing what's, All your, right. what's your Polish name what's my Polish name <laughs> like yeah like what part of your family Kren, uh, Krenz Krenz yeah nice I mean, I don't know. They, it's it's one of those funny things where like the border changed so much that's like yeah, either German or sounds Poland. a little German. It was posing Poland. Mine is Michnik, which same deal. Yeah, just like could whatever. easily be German too. Mm-hmm. Um, so this dr- in this dream, it started off. I don't really remember what happened in the first part, but yeah. I'm uh, I'm canoeing. This is what I wrote. I'm just gonna read what I wrote down. Oh, you're c- well, the water. That's obviously the prima materia. <laughs> starts right out there. it starts out <laughs> baby so uh, i'm canoeing you uh, let me read this out you've got an oar and 
what I'm seeing in the <laughs> ore is kind of a a potent what, uh, a, what a potent symbol yeah. the water represents so you're propelling but there's also an ambiguity because you might want to hit yourself over the head with it <laughs> and go to sleep <laughs> they, they do be talking like that alright so I'm canoeing near what looks like an ancient Nile port. I'm with a couple people. This is your own. This is your own writing. This is what I wrote <laughs> at six so a.m. <laughs> ancient Nile. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna read this, and then we're gonna talk about it. Are we talk in Egypt. Talk in Egypt. Okay. I'm with a couple people, an old Chinese man, and my coworker Derek. This is like an H.P. Lovecraft story. <laughs> it kind of feels that way. All right, your coworker no. Derek. My coworker Derek. Okay, Shout out Derek. Sorry, I'll stop. He's like the archetype of like a chill dude. Uh, but we should get him on to talk about psychedelics because he had an imp experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with a couple people, an old Chinese man, and my coworker Derek. Looking up at the sky, there seem to be many eclipses happening. The moon, it's nighttime. Uh, then lasers and beams start being emitted from the eclipses, like like it's some kind of space battle. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to use my phone, but they don't seem to work. And there's a sense of urgency to leave the place that we're at. Mm. So we start heading west. It's specifically west. Oh, I know what this is about. <laughs> There is an this old is classic. Wait, 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 wait. Classic. hold up, hold up, hold up. You can talk about it. Now. There is an old monk that looks like, like Paul Newman, with Asian features, but he has white hair and these piercing blue eyes, and he has a tattoo on his third eye area. Okay. He's traveling with a young ward. You know, so it's the two of them. Yeah. And he looks at me and he says, "We can travel with them for a bit." But that I I must not remember quote the Asian conversation. Oh no! I know that's what I, that's what I said. I was like, oh. uh, we walk for a while. <laughs> he said quote the and I think it's because he was talking he was talking with the Chinese man, so he didn't want me to hear what they were saying. This is a Rene Gagnon type dream. <laughs> we walked for a while, and at one point, I hear the monk tell the old man I was with that what is going to happen once the spaceships land is quote the greatest thought experiment mm. and he's like giddy when he's explaining this so like he's like a giddy monk you know this later, is like Rezenegaristani type dream <laughs> later that night when I'm sleeping I feel extremely in my waking body like how I am now and I hear behind me the, this, the old man I was with repeating something like I've read it in my mind that they're close <laughs> And he just keeps repeating, I've read it in my mind that they're close. And he's, and it speeds up to where it becomes like a buzzing noise. Oh, God. Yeah, like just faster and faster. It becomes like this buzzing noise, just like fast and fast, like yeah. inhuman speed. Yeah. And it feels like, like this like Honor spell. Like Honor Levy TikTok? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's like this spell that's like compressing me into my body. Mm. And, it, and I'm like, oh, I got to stay asleep. But my heart rate is like increasing really it's quickly. It's a spell that's compressing me into my body. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, yeah, as folks, as, do you think Hank's ever taken psychedelics? <laughs> and then it, and so this, this, it kind of like the pressure is increasing, my heart rate's increasing, yeah, and like the noise is increasing behind me, and it like reaches like this fever pitch, and then it stops, yeah, and there's like this electrical kind of like pop, like a socket blowing out, like right in front of me, mm. and I like sit there and I'm like completely conscious at this point, and yeah. I'm like I'm laying in my bed, yeah. 
And I'm like, but should I like wake up? And I decided to, and I had basically over my field of vision in the dark, it was like almost like pond water, like super smooth, like almost like fractal movement. So I think I had like some kind of like DMT release dream, to be honest. Um, so you looked, you saw a pond at the end. It wasn't like a pond. It was like it was like like pond water where there's like kind of like uh, there's like little like bits of things in it. <laughs> what are you British? <laughs> pond, pond water with bits. <laughs> pond water with bits. Yeah, it was just like it was almost like yeah, like the surface mean. of a pond, but it was like it was like spiraling and stuff like very smoothly. Yeah, which is normal. It is not That's the normal. Materia. It's not normal like closed eye vision for me. Mm-hmm. You know. And I was just like, oh, okay. But yeah, was, it, that was my dream and, and the experience quite right after. All right, so you, you started in Egypt. Yep, started on you the started, Nile. So you started on the Nile. You saw things, you saw sort of a cosmic war going on. Yeah. Some sort of cosmic event that seemed conflictual, was causing anxiety to those around you. Yeah. You encountered a... You encountered a, a Paul Newman-esque monk yeah. who made reference to an Asian conversation Yeah, that wasn't to be mentioned. It wasn't to be remembered by me. It wasn't he, to be remembered yeah, he by was you. Like, don't re- he was like, don't. Okay, you bro. can walk with us, but you can't remember. So you're, you're a Western man. Yep, yep. You're a Western man. <laughs> I gotta man. head west, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so you're, this is classic Rene Gaynon stuff. So you started, the, in the dream, you're basically in the realm of pure idea. Of you're you're in the realm of pure intelligence, and you are traveling to the West, and you're never gonna remember what it's like to be in this realm, mm-hmm. and that's why you're anxious because you know you're gonna lose that part of you forever. Yeah, you're leaving it behind as you as you're going west, and you're gonna spiral down, down, down into the material plane, and you're gonna <laughs> become degenerated, and it's gonna suck. <laughs> And you're going to need traditional, you're going to need the, the, the traditional school to remind you, but ultimately it's not going to work and you're going to have to convert to Islam. <laughs> so true. But basically you, you saw, you know, you got all anxious and then you had kind of a, you were breaking out of the, you were breaking out of the, you know, your originary state. And, and when you saw the pond at the end, you said it was swirling. Yeah, it was almost like I was like under the pond. You, know, you were like under the pond, exactly. So you, were, you had drained down down the spiral of history, and you know you you sort of remember the patterns. You remember the 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 uh, the cohesion of of intellect, but you've lost your your bodily connection to it. Damn. Yeah. You're alienated. <laughs> well, we could also go and. So- there's some, you know, yeah, the the, the esoteric kind of traditions. We're ta- we're talking. It's starting out yeah. in Egypt. Yeah. We're talking Hermes Trismegistus. Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. That's where it starts for Gainon too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm 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 uh, a Western man. Yeah. I'm in I'm in you know the center of the empire. <laughs> to be clear, um, also. Yeah, we're not. Doing we don't return, like Orientalism. Like return. We're with not the fucking yeah. V, man. Yeah, no, that is not what we're talking about. No, we're not cool. I don't actually <laughs> agree with Rene Guénon, um, but I do think. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, it's very. And China is big right now, in the news. China is big. Yeah, it's yeah. Like CCP coming in. Yeah. But no, like I, I kind of took from it more like, um, 
because I mean it's very clear to me that like you know people in America are extremely disconnected from kind of like magic from that kind of mysticism things like that that yeah. are like kind of necessary components yeah uh, to like you know full human lives hmm. and there is kind of like I was like yeah like kind of reenacting that almost you know very just like a very I don't know pretty pretty clear dream yeah I was gonna say like cause I was thinking when you were talking about it that like that was crazy cause like that wasn't boring to listen to usually yeah. when people tell you that your dreams it's like yeah. I hate every second of it yeah. it's like immediately the most boring thing <laughs> I read this Carl of Karluth Knausgaard essay yeah. recently about that about how people um, explaining their dreams yeah well he's talking about so like what's the difference between a dream and fiction mm. to me to me I, I mean I personally I think there isn't much but like why, a good dream you know but why why does it suck to listen to why does it suck to listen to someone tell you their dream well that's just because people aren't like very like good like you know inventive like storytellers or something like that I think yeah I think there is I mean I think there is a level of like you know like story that you can tell like sometimes you can't like articulate it well coming out of it yeah you know and you can't like determine like the best pieces yeah to like remember immediately yeah because it is a race if you're like writing down your dreams it is a bit of a race I'm sure there were things that I missed um, you know, I don't remember what the tattoo was on the guy's forehead. Yeah. I can kind of remember something about it, but, you know, I, I, I guess I, I don't know. I think it's, there's just, like, a storytelling aspect. Yeah. He basically says, yeah, like, there's a pact. With, with fiction, there's a pact between reader and, and, and writer that mm. they're going to follow. Basically, when you tell a story, there's nothing that is really unknown okay. from the start. Like you, yeah. you basically know, but, but there's a pact that they're going to follow you. They're going to guide you along this line of, yeah. you know, revelations at a certain pace. Mm-hmm. Whereas a dream, um, I mean, it generally leads nowhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Unless. Yeah. Unless. <laughs> That's all Jungian right. analysis is, right? Really? It's like, it's basically storytelling. Yeah. 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 It's just like kind of trying to relate to your dreams yeah. in that way like a, in, in kind of like your own like almost like auto fiction way and that's why and that's why like dreams had greater significance in I don't know pre-literate or like pre-Christian cultures because they didn't they weren't just solipsisms they opened up onto a like a real yeah plane of existence mm-hmm. yeah yeah also i just i like sharing my dreams and i like hearing other people's dreams yeah uh but it does i i mean i wouldn't share a dream that wasn't interesting none of my dreams are interesting really well occasionally but yeah i've got i'll get some like pretty crazy ones sometimes yeah but see now this is now this is boring exactly like talking about yeah yeah exactly Like, I'll have some pretty crazy dreams sometimes. Yeah, bro. No, but thank you for sharing. That was cool. Um, That was cool. Yeah, I got to find my way back. Do you have the the phone plug-in with you? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I want to share something with oh, you. Oh, dang. I might not have the, uh, the iPod cord. Well, damn. Damn. Here, I'll just play it. <laughs> yeah, that that's a great way of doing it. All right, here we go. It's time for you to live, you know what I mean? And sometimes, my fucker gets scared to live, you know? My fucker gets scared to hold their neck up high, you know? But it doesn't really fucking matters, bro. I'm not religious, but I believe in fucking good deeds, man. You do good stuff, just do good stuff in your life, and then it's gonna... You have to hear the beginning. It's important. Because I, I cut it off a little bit. If you survive, it's time for you to live. If you survive, so it's time for you to live. Damn. Is that Ty Boy? It was Ty Boy. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Ah, oh, if you survive, that's honestly, that's kind of how my dream felt. Yeah. That was the energy coming out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's like I'm at the bottom. I've, I've spiraled down. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, now it's time to get back to that. Because I guess there was like a, there was like a, I was kind of like, I had like this fearful feeling. I was like a distrustful kind of paranoid feeling when they were like, you can't remember you can't remember this thing yeah like it was all like it was some kind of like there were like sides being taken yeah but i was like i but maybe it's in my like, like waking life it's like i don't feel that way but maybe it's like like last episode we were talking about how you can't sustain peak experiences mm -hmm. and how that's just sort of a that's just like one of the poetries of living it's yeah. like how, um, when you're in touch with the eternal, you're going to lose touch again. Yeah. So maybe that's what they were saying. It's like, it's okay to forget it. it yeah. It's just like, he, like, this isn't your like thing to remember what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And what's about to happen is like the greatest thought experiment, which was like, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to <laughs> know more about, I guess. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, what's about to happen is the great, the greatest thought experiment. <laughs> yeah, that's some, that's some, <laughs> I don't know, that's like some Mark Zuckerberg shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like see, seeing the world as like a thought experiment. Exactly. I can't stand that stuff. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's the philosopher's dilemma. Yeah. Not the philosopher's stone. The philosopher's philosoph philosopher's burden <laughs> be sick of, be sick of the philosopher's stone came to me in my dream yeah these people are so annoying with their dogs why do they all keep bringing these little chirpy dogs through <laughs> it's fine sorry oh, i'm oh, i'm God. usually not that negative about dogs no it's the owners man. It's, it's the, the owners. owners yeah they don't know what they do no i i support the dogs 100 percent. yeah yeah did that quote remind you of Pony Boy at all? The, the Thai Boy quote. Oh, it certainly does. Yeah. Because Pony Boy did survive. Yeah. And he is living. Yeah. That that man is living. For sure. Yeah. I while we were talking to him, I kind of had this 
thought about how Ponyboy is a magician. Um, and, you know, he definitely talks a lot about redemption. Yeah. I got a little, I got a little quotey here from, from Meditations on the Tarot. Sweet. The work of the redemption, being that of love, requires the perfect union in love of two wills, distinct and free, divine will and human will. Mm. The mystery of the God-man is the key to, of divine magic, being the fundamental condition of the work of the redemption, which is an operation of divine magic comparable only to that of the creation of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I just like, basically, and there's another one here. Yeah. Uh, basically, like, pony boy here he's definitely in touch with like divine will yeah with kind of the the spreading of love in a way that's like very like pure and true he wants everyone to um evolve into the form of being that they were meant to take yeah i mean he's like he is participating in like the creation of the world yeah there's like it's it's not this like it's it's very generative you know exactly and and it's kind of coming out in a way that like you know a naysayer you know someone who's really not like who 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 just wants to be a bit negative would think of as being this kind of like vain pursuit you yeah. know of like bodybuilding yeah when really it's like I I, I kind of don't see it that way. He he's just trying to like become something that like others can see. Yeah. Kind of like a beacon. Like you can you can do this. I can do this. You, you can know? transform. Change is there is change happens. Yeah. And, and that's a miracle. Yeah. And yeah. it's you know obviously you can see it in someone when interchange happens, but this is like a more literal. You know, it's like really hard. To, it's really hard to deny that change has happened for Pony Boy. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I hate to I hate to make this negative opposition because in some ways I don't think Pony Boy would want me to, yeah. but I can't help but I can't help but thinking of Liver King mm-hmm. again just because he's so he's so in the public eye currently, and just thinking about how like if you do read his content, there's almost always a con a comment on his posts that are like, do you want to be like? the person on the sidewalk who's watching me who's like who like hates life and is miserable yeah or do you want to like embrace the primal tenets and be like me and it's like that either or is like that's a lie yeah like that's the devil mm-hmm. it's literally like pony boys thing is like we are we are the same yeah yeah absolutely and you can feel it like yeah I don't I didn't feel you know and I don't I don't mean to bring that up just as like oh like these this one is good and this one is bad it's just it's like an illustration of the spectrum of the way these particular images are being the sort of like war that's being fought cosmically between images of strength yeah um, absolutely that we're subject to and that's yeah I mean it's kind of like something that we do have to break down you know as as Western men yeah kind of you know that that image of like the fall of like western men is is the reason it's so potent is because you know there are truths to it yeah but the truths that people are speaking of aren't like the we've fallen from like rome it's like we've fallen from like our connection to like the rest of the world 
and kind of and and ourselves and like god basically and not in this way of like you know domination and like whatever the hell you know the empire absolutely and like masculine you know and and this like and this negative masculinity it's like no we it's like it's like no we need to like get reconnected with like the spirit and the magic of the world absolutely um i have a quote for you from this from this merton that sort of matches yours a little bit hell yeah this is thomas merton's no man is an island it's one of his more sort of like intended for lay people books that's just about like i don't know themes like charity and love just like basic stuff like this Mm -hmm. but this is his chapter on charity um he writes it is clear then that to love others well we must first love the truth and since love is a matter of practical and concrete human relations the truth we must love when we love our brothers is not mere abstract speculation It is the moral truth that is to be embodied and given life in our own destiny and theirs. This truth is more than the cold perception of an obligation flowing from moral precepts. The truth we must love in loving our brothers is the concrete destiny and sanctity that are willed for them by the love of God. (laughs) One who really loves another is not merely moved by the desire to see him contented and healthy and prosperous in this world. Love cannot be satisfied with anything so incomplete. If I am to love my brother, I must somehow enter deep into the mystery of God's love for him. I must be moved not only by human sympathy, but by that divine sympathy which is revealed to us in Jesus, and which enriches our own lives by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. The truth I love in loving my brother cannot be something merely philosophical and abstract. It must be at the same time supernatural and concrete, practical and alive. And I mean these words in no metaphorical sense. The truth I must love in my brother is God himself living in him. I must seek the life of the Spirit of God breathing in him. And I can only discern and follow that mysterious life by the actions of the same Holy Spirit living and acting in the depths of my own heart. Sorry, that was kind of long. That was a bit long. <laughs> I res- that, it's like truth, though, man. Yeah. <sighs> Let me sit on that for a second. Yeah, a lot of Jesus, Jesus action too. I was um, trying to avoid that from meditations on the tarot. There are some like really long ones that are just like. Yeah, I mean it's like, you know. It's a touchy word. It's a touchy word. Yeah. You, know, you gotta you gotta say it if you're gonna say it. Yeah, I mean here's the thing. Pony Boy literally said, at one point he said, "I've already forgiven everyone who hates on me." Yeah. No, exactly. If that isn't Christ like. <laughs> I don't know what is. Oh, absolutely. That was like, that's such a beautiful lie. It's, it's <laughs> such an incredibly beautiful thing to think about. Uh, yeah. Cause I mean, I've, I, I mean, that's truly never like a thought that's like entered my head. No, not at all. <laughs> Even I'm in, like, not that way. Like I, I, I think about these, I, I think about like individual yeah it's like i'll like i'll deal with these individual things that i need to forgive yeah but it's like forgiving everybody <laughs> like already yeah it's so oh my god it, it's so beautiful yeah and to like understand that like that's he definitely exudes i don't want it to sound like we're becoming like <laughs> like cult followers, yeah, cult of Pony followers of Pony Boy. Yeah. No, it's just no, no, no. I we're it, mapping this out though. Yeah. Right. 
Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that he would want cult followers. <laughs> Not at all. That's because he's, the people who are able to draw cults are, are illegitimate. Yeah. You know? This episode, though, is feeling a little bit better than... Maybe that New York one. I think so. I think so, too. We just gotta avoid. We gotta avoid talking about movies. Yeah. That way. It's just not. Yeah. It's just not what we set out to be doing. We just want to be speaking from the heart as much as possible. Yeah. And referring to movies, films, and the cinema. It's just kind of like a. That's a mental. That's a mental. Yeah. I just don't want to be led down this path of like analysis and abstraction. Yeah. In this in this setting, yeah. particular. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because then it's like there's not much left actually for us to say. <laughs> but it's kind of dope. Yeah. I feel like we're like doing some kind of like, um, I don't know, iron on iron, steel sharpened steel exercise here. Definitely. You know? I think it'll, yeah, no, I mean, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about it. The whole, the, I mean, the whole reason that we kind of, you know, wanted to do this was to just do it. Yeah. And just kind of like create a reason for us to be kind of like talking about things. Yeah. You know. Is there a bathroom here? I have to pee. You might be go at this pee building. in the bushes. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely go down to the beach. Do you want to pause it? Sure. generated an image of this Paul Newman <laughs> Paul Newman dream character that's terrifying might have to be the cover of the, the episode absolutely <laughs> it's really scary he looks really mad he does <laughs> yeah oh I don't God. know is that okay does, does, is that know. okay I mean <laughs> I don't know. I think so. I was gonna say it needs blue eyes though. So we're coming to the end of the summer. Thank God for that. Remember what you were saying at the beginning of this summer? It was gonna be the greatest summer ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we reflect on that? Yeah, let's reflect on it a little bit. How are you feeling at the definitely end of not, summer? Definitely not the greatest summer ever. Yeah. We might not have any more of those. No, <laughs> I've I've written that. I wrote that off a long time ago. I'm coming into my own as someone who may not have any more greatest summers ever. How old are you again? Twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm. Yeah. 
Uh, You're getting the hang of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get become jaded though. No, it's not yeah. about being jaded. It's just it's about appreciating the whole year. Yeah. I've never been like a summer's the best person. No, that's why I was surprised when you were coming at me with that. Right. I, I was obviously May. facetious. You were facetious, but you were also. Of course, there's always there a glimmer some, of there hope. Was some hope. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. We s- can never be a hundred percent facetious out here. Never. Yeah. Never. Um, but yeah, let's reflect. Yeah. So, oh God, like better than last summer. I'll say that. Yeah. So you know, it's not. Ne- it's never like a. You know, an up and down. Last summer was just really. It was warm this summer for sure. It just felt more manageable. There weren't fires clogging up the air. Yeah. I'm very sensitive to that as an asthmatic. What about like non-superficial stuff? Yeah, just like how I'm feeling about it? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I don't think people want to listen to us talk about the weather this summer versus last summer. Yeah, that's true. Good point, man. I think I had like a pretty, I've had a pretty up and down summer. I'm feeling, you know, as I said to you earlier, I'm feeling a bit disconnected. Um, Not in like any kind of like bad way, just in like a transitory period way. Yeah. You know, kind of being in between, you know, like hanging out with people. Right, you're in between groups. Yeah, but not feeling like a, and I don't even mean like I'm in between like from the group I was in to the next group I'll be in. I feel just more like. Yeah a lot of there are a lot of like solid groups and i've and i've existed in this way many times a lot of solid groups in the twin cities there are a lot of solid groups shout out all the groups all the groups uh you know like there are many like groups that i'll like be a part of yeah and they're just like i think it's just like you know things reorganize in different ways yeah um so i i still feel like connected to those groups but not like within them i feel like uh yeah i feel like a gandalf or something you are kind of a gandalf <laughs> like i'll roll through and just be like what's bobbing <laughs> puffing on herb yeah. no, not, just kidding. Not, not quite not right now yeah once you once you stop it's really hard to start again and then and then if you like do you'll just be like doing it again that's kind of the that's that's what i've decided about uh um, whatever the, the weed. Hob- hobbit weed yeah is, that's what they call it in the lord of the rings yeah yeah, but you're just like if you if you stop Hobbit it, Zaza. Hobbit Zaza. I feel like you have to have like a specific set of conditions to allow you to like disengage and re-engage with weed. Yeah, that's my you know situation with it. Where like I would love to hear a stoner be like, yeah, there's a specific set of conditions that allow me to disengage <laughs> and re-engage. You, maybe you just did. It, it's but the I'm greatest. A- it's the greatest mind experiment ever seen. <laughs> Oh, for real, like, if I were to just, like, smoke weed right now, I would, like, have a panic Oh, attack. absolutely. I completely know what you mean. <laughs> like, but, yeah. But then, like, you just keep doing it because you're doing it or whatever, and then and then you don't have those yeah. know, kind of experiences. Yeah. But I'm, I'm off that right now. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, and, and generally, I think that in the past I've been, like, pretty immune to f- having, like, any kind of, like, feelings about my positions as like a as like a transient character within like friend groups who like everyone seems to just like be very chill with and yeah. enjoy the company of yeah but for some reason right now i'm just like it like it's been hitting different at for the sure. end of summer yeah 
and a bit more like wistful and like like what am I putting my energy towards you know things like that yeah like deepening strengthening bonds or like yeah you know figuring things out not that I don't have like strong bonds with like certain individuals it's just you know it's a it's a scatter shot and when you were when we did an episode at the beginning of the summer you were talking about you're talking about uh wanting to establish more practice practices yeah yeah which i have (laughs) (laughs) this is holding hank accountable hour (laughs) yeah this is (laughs) (laughs) is a one-man intervention (laughs) (laughs) told you we'd meet back here in eight weeks or whatever you know yeah uh no i yeah no i feel like i mean i'm gonna go next yeah for sure better uh no i yeah i feel like my there are certain things that i have like kind of developed a practice as you know like i can't i can't deny the power of of taking more seriously like working out Mm. and like meditating in the sauna which yeah that seems like some old-timey like punishment to be honest but it's got to be doing something if i'm getting these like if i'm getting these uh you know prophetic dreams Mm. you know don't happen too often yeah you know i feel like i'm more in line i'm more you know i'm feeling what i should feel and accepting that and that's like that's good because generally i like would turn away from feeling what i need to feel Mm. yeah you think the need the thing you need to be feeling right now is that wistful sort of like like loss of a not even loss but just like the in-betweenness yeah Oh, certainly. Yeah. I need to be feeling whatever I need to be feeling. That's like, instead of like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like really abstract. <laughs> That's a little tautological. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a concretization. Uh, no. So like generally I would be, I would be out here just like not like kind of like a, a, a you know, using my mind to kind yeah. of compartmentalize things like that. Yeah. And then I would just like move on. But it's like, no, I need to like sit because one of my major issues is, is feeling unclear about, you know, everyone talks about like their paths in life. And I yeah. feel like I've just been like just walking through like the woods off path, you know, mm. and that's OK. And you need to like yeah. get your bearings through your feelings. Definitely. And if I'm ignoring that and just being like, I know this, like, I know I've seen this, you know point this wood yeah like this break in the wood this is where i you know yeah yeah it's like it doesn't really work that way i've seen this rabbit hovel before yeah yeah so i think it's good i feel like pretty i feel like much like better than you know that point of like alienation i was at yeah certainly good that's great yeah because at least i'm like feeling that in-betweenness instead of just like definitely completely disconnected from like whatever is going on yeah 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 i um i obviously am back from new york yeah spent about six weeks in new york you were there for a little bit of it yeah yeah for a week of it just a large chunk thanks for letting me crash in your floor yeah no it was it was delight it was a delight pointing at like for the, sure those like the like swedish <laughs> illustrations or whatever of like that like 
the kid having like emotions or whatever. Yeah. Like, delight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was about yeah, okay. Um no, I mean I feel uh I definitely feel the fall air moving in. Mm-hmm. I can feel the air of change. Um there are things that I'm mourning. There's things that I'm things that I yeah, am accepting. Um you willing to share either of those? Yeah, I mean I didn't mean doesn't make that that sound really pointed. <laughs> you gotta I share just, with the class? <laughs> you, no, no, no. I just feel like are 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 either your, the things that you're mourning or the things that you're yeah. accepting. I mean, I don't things wanna, you're willing to share. I don't want to get too personal, but just for other people's, you know, uh, sake. Yeah. But I will say that, you know, I had a relationship end this year, and I feel like, for me the end of summer is more the end of a cycle mm-hmm. than the end of the calendar year mm-hmm. um, because it's like the summer is this sort of is this sort of like break um, this break in calendar time and then fall is the is calendar time recommencing yeah. and change setting in and so as you move from the end of summer into the end of fall um it just sort of solidifies the fact that time keeps moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I think, yeah, I mean, there was a certain space that that relationship held for me in my life in terms of like having a certain life squared away here, um, in the Midwest, which we've talked about as being kind of like the eternal space. Yeah. Right. And I went to the coasts, I went, I went to the coasts. I went, I went to the coasts. You felt delight at the coasts. I, (laughs) I went to New York and I embraced the dynamism for six weeks and glimpsed not just one, but hundreds or thousands of potential lives that I could possibly be living out there Mm -hmm. and then kind of came back here and, um, I'm confronted with the fact that that, you know, that time is time is continuing to inflect even the eternal um you know timelessness of the midwest and things do change mm-hmm. and things do move forward and i'm having to kind of integrate that and be like basically what i'm saying is i still live here and time moves on even here yeah and i have to live my current life here and accept that you know my memories are memories mm-hmm. yeah integrate yeah. them leave them behind and integrate them at the same time yeah yeah and like the new york thing it's like it's good to know it, it was good to go there because it showed me that i could be many other things than what i am mm-hmm. and that i probably will continue to become something else yeah yeah even if i'm here uh in minnesota which you know i can write off as being always in the same forever mm-hmm. i feel like i'm speaking crazy <laughs> no 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 yeah. i get it i mean like when you're in a, a place that's moving at a bit of a yeah a slower place uh, a slower pace it's less condensed yeah you know 
you can't. There's little that it's, seems it's, possible. It's harder to get a you know bird's eye view. Yeah. Unless you're you know at the top of you know unless freedom you're at the top power. Of your game, baby. <laughs> you're looking down at the New York City streets. Yeah. That's <laughs> like when I went yeah, to I went house. to the sauna at my climbing gym, which was all like young Williamsburg tech tech guys from like you know from like germany mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were all talking about like how they had a they like did an internship in like one world trade <laughs> and just like that's crazy their whole like yeah just the whole vibe <laughs> of like looking down on the city that's being like happened, being dude. like i have no connection to this but like i'm i'm lo- i love it I'm here, like i'm baby. at the top <laughs> kind of like us at Laban. oh god yeah <laughs> just seeing just surrounded it honestly like surrounded being, by mergers being, and acquisitions being at Le Bon seemed like a it it reminded me of of that trope in like 90s and 2000s music videos where it'd be like a person standing still as like as the crowds rushed past yeah. <laughs> lights are blinding my eyes pushing on into the night you just be standing People there I think I've lost my phone. I think the ecstasy is kicking in. Do you know that song? I don't. Oh, bro. All right, we're about to Maybe do Maybe I... D- uh, well, we'll see. You're going to love this song. Hopefully there's no ad. <laughs> we can cut it out, I expect. Hey, you're going to look better than the price, seriously. Where are we going to make them? you get the idea yeah those would be great credits just for the (laughs) the first the bot the first the first comment on this video by self-referencing name is the streets captures english melancholy so well never melodramatic or self-pitying just subtle wounded but still finding a reason to move through life damn god love youtube comments yeah (laughs) youtube comments are like the one thing saving the internet sometimes Uh uh-huh definitely for some reason there's just truth in them well it's like the last bit of like forum culture it is yeah you know it's it's just a place where someone can just like post under a random guise yeah and not in like a twitter way in like a very like yeah i appreciate this thing yeah and then there's but then there's no like reddit effect of them being like wow really didn't expect this to blow up yeah thanks for the gold (laughs) so true it's just lost yeah the sea yeah yeah 
Oh, if only we could, you know, be able to sort through all the lost Lights things on the internet. Are blinding my eyes. But that song is basically about how he, uh, I think he like sees his girlfriend like making out with another guy, and he's mm. off a pill. Damn. Yeah. The whole album is like a. Um, it's actually it actually is like really apropos because it's like um it's like a what do they call those like an opera mm-hmm. um you know where it's like there's characters and yeah and it's like a week of his life oh, that's awesome. so it's like cyclical time they like doing that in england what's is another that, ex- oh like the who or something i yeah just like just lots there i uh, uh I, i'm thinking of the craig david song uh, like fill me Monday, in. Monday, two before <laughs> drink on Tuesday. Yeah. And going down by Wednesday and on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And chilled on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going through. <laughs> yeah, like the days of the week. It's like there's something philosophical about the days of the week. There's something about having <laughs> Big Ben visible from every time, all the time, all the time. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> really enamored. So you were British like people. you were like spiraling down into like being British in your dream, essentially. <laughs> Not anything but that, man. So like time, time is basically the culprit. Uh, I mean, probably the terror of history. Yeah, that's what Eliade calls it. And individual time. He basically says that cosmic. He basically says that like rituals um in prehistorical cultures exist in order to keep historical time at bay so they all like reinstantiate the creation of the world or something like mm. that in order to um you know make a circle interesting i would have thought that like the yeah i get it i would have thought it would have been like um to kind of like put the fear of historical time you know into the present or to like integrate it yeah i mean i think that is part of it it's basically like so if there's something that happens that's really significant like a crop failure or a war or some shit like that yeah you have to find like as a as a society traditionally people would have to find ways to um integrate that into the eternal right yeah so it'd be like that's not it's not like we're falling away from the eternal because something crazy happened it's like it's integrated within what has always been and what will forever be mm-hmm. yeah whereas like we don't really we don't have many opportunities to do that yeah no we have like no opportunities to do that that's yeah. why you go like that's where you get reactionary philosophies from literally that's where you get that that's that's why you got so many like you know with no like initiation kind of uh uh rituals yeah you'll invent your own yeah the, the the young men of the world will invent their own initiation rituals yeah and they'll be pretty you know they'll be dicey very dicey yeah but um i'm glad to be back in minnesota um i'm excited for what what will come this fall um i'm excited for spooky season spooky season baby yeah it's like 75 days away yeah 
that what he said? That's what? Is that the countdown? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can call Pony Boy on Halloween. He might be busy. He's probably going <laughs> to be with his kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of, like, but we can do like a November 1st, like follow up. Yeah. Yo, listeners, uh, sh- like hit us up if there's anyone you want us to interview. Yeah. We're down to interview anybody. Anyone. We decided after we did one interview that we we are pros at it and we can do yeah anything definitely and we're only gonna get better yeah honestly like that's the only that's the only you know thing it's like well i I can't wait to talk to pony boy again yeah once we've trained hard (laughs) and we've become master interviewers we're pretty good we're pretty good initiates into interviewing but you know I'm just thinking how funny it sounds of like how much we want to like like keep talking to Pony Boy and just like be felt good. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That guy's sick. Yeah. He is sick. And we we can't wait to interview more sick people. Yeah. I just think the bar is high. Is that being our first? Yeah. Yeah. But there's different types of different types of bars different types of bars we don't have to even go over the bar no we could walk around it yeah come back a polish man and a and a and an alisand and, and an alisand and an an initiate walk into a bar the uh the polish man says um drinks on me the analysand says um i think I think I have a tendency to not want to pay for drinks when I go out with people because my father always told me that you should never owe anything to anybody. And the initiate says, uh, <laughs> the initiate says nothing because he's taken a vow of silence for the next five years. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and the bartender says, "That's amore." <laughs> they were at an Italian bar. Yeah. <laughs> they were at Mulberry Street Bar. Beautiful. Little Italy. <laughs> and that's that's why they had to buy drinks because they're really aggressive about selling drinks there. <laughs> yeah, it's like a tourist bar. So you got you can't just like be in there. I went there for the like a literary like journal opening. Yeah. And the the guy who was like selling the guy who was like the editor of the journal like checked my ID and was like, Are you gonna get are you gonna buy drinks? And I was like, No. He was like Okay. But like, you know, just like just like stand over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh We're gonna have to work on our joke telling. Yeah. I mean that was pretty that was pretty impromptu. It was. Yeah. We're not we're not Harvard joke tellers. Um Harvard <laughs> joke tellers. Yeah. Is that a thing? Like Harvard joke team? Yeah, they're like that's like 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 everyone on like SNL like goes to Harvard. What? Yeah, like a, it's like a like National Lampoon, that's like Harvard. And so like like Conan O'Brien, you know, that type of yeah, they're all like Harvard. Oh god, no matter, like Ivy League people. No man. wonder it's so horrible. <laughs> no wonder it's like horrific. Yeah. That's I mean, really funny. I think there are a lot of people who don't go to Harvard, but I think it's like a yeah, like a lot of 
comedians in that vein are like Ivy League people. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie Portman. Did she go to Harvard? That's what people always used to say. Yeah. <laughs> Hermione Granger. Hermione she went to, Granger. She went to Brown. No, the big rumor when I was a kid, when I was in high school, was that Hermione Granger was going to go to um, Carlton. Really? Yeah. And then she didn't. Yeah, she ended up going to Brown. My friends went to school with her at Brown. Mm. I don't remember what they said. I think that she kept to herself. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to mess with the Harry Potter fans. Did you ever have a crush on Emma Watson? I don't think so. Yeah. Not really. Not really. Yeah, me. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) You had a big crush on Emma Emma Watson? Uh, Not really. I was more of a Lindsay Lohan guy. That reads. That, that reads got a funny man, but all right. Why? No, just like <laughs> if we want this in the podcast, like man, I like Lindsay Lohan more than Emma Watson. I feel like Emma Watson's like a you know like a the uh, an archetypal like uh, smart woman. Yeah. I feel like Lindsay Lohan probably is too. She's she's got those like crazy like out like twitters and stuff, where she's like super. Wait, why does it read funny that I like Lindsay Lohan? I don't know. You could just I have to cut this out. This explanation. Of, cut that whole thing out. I feel out. like it reads funny now that you said something. Yeah, of course it does, man. Because <laughs> it's like, all I mean is that... I <laughs> cut this out. Uh, but, yeah, just like, a, uh, you know... Be like, no, I don't like. I didn't like the smart woman. I liked. I liked uh, the Lindsay Lohan, who was kind of portrayed as like a bimbo. Yeah, that's why I like her. Yeah, she wasn't the bimbo though. She was like a hot, smart party girl. Right. That's the thing is she is smart, but I, I'm talking about like the yeah. cultural thing where like, she's just like crazy and like stupid and a bimbo. Like yeah. it's like Paris Hilton, where she's like actually like yeah very smart and like kind of cunning. But that's why Wait, she's like, way better than Emma Watson. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wanted to cut it out because I didn't want to. I I know where you were going, but I just I was I was uh, you know projecting I'm just, onto. I'm just defensive fans about your crushes. Yeah, because I I will defend Lindsay Lohan. No, no, I that's I agree. Till the day I die, I'll defend Lindsay Lohan too. <laughs> Pro Lindsay Lohan podcast. Yeah, that's what it's transforming into. We have to speak from the heart, everybody. Yeah. I just wanted to do a little, you know, light celebrity crush work. That's all. But I twisted it. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, you kink shamed me. No, I, 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 <laughs> I said that I didn't like Emma Watson either. <laughs> That's how it started. Yeah. I didn't even get to even say how I felt about Lindsay Lohan. I just, I was just getting uh, neurotic about the optics. I don't. I still don't understand the point. That's why we got to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. No, we're cutting this whole thing, but I still don't understand it. Like, what are what are the optics? The optics of that. Oh, you know, all boys just want. The bimbo. Boys just want the bimbo. They, they do. Don't, they, <laughs> they don't want the smart... They don't want a smart woman like Emma Watson. They don't. 
<laughs> well, they do want a smart bimbo. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I know. I know. But that's the thing is a lot of you wouldn't attribute the smart aspect to Lindsay Lohan. That's all I'm saying. Is that yeah. Well, you that's are, their loss. You are. I, I know. Uh. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't even be doing this. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be pitting women against each other. That's, I know, that's why I wanted it cut from the moment that I said it. I wasn't putting, I'm I wasn't pitting them against each other. I was no, just saying. I know, I was. That's, it was me. The moment I said it, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's why I wanted it cut. This is a spiral. It's an every, I'm digging my own this grave is the, This is Patreon content. This is the Patreon exclusive. We uh, we've recorded for like two hours. Today. Yeah, we should Easily. stop. <laughs> we're getting no, we're we're breaking through, Nick. We're we're about to. No, I think this is good. <laughs> this is good. We're we're definitely approaching our resistance right now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you have a crush on when you were uh, like sixteen? Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait. What? Well, what that, we no, tra- that was more like fourteen. Yeah. Um, well, let's go at like 18, 19. I don't know. That's pretty hard. It is. I'm trying to think if I had any like real. I've gone through my life like never admitting to like. I guess I've talked about like Martha Stewart when I was a child. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now this is good. <laughs> when I was a child, I was always like, "Mommy." <laughs> Martha Stewart's for sure mommy. Yeah. But, like, literally, it's like, like a stern, child. stern mommy who, like, doesn't really love you that much. <laughs> oh, <I> th- <laughs> Just expresses her love through, like... Decorating your yeah. room or something. Yeah. No, Martha, I, like, as a child, I remember, like, I was, like, five. I, like, told my mom that I wanted to marry Martha Stewart. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Okay, so he and like I, I would definitely be like I I I I don't know about now yeah like when I can act, but if I could like the like fifty year olds you know Martha Stewart that I knew at like five or whatever yeah I'd like be your houseboy now for sure you like a night with Martha Martha Stewart would be like expertly planned yeah you know just be like a nice cozy night oh it would be a good night for yeah sure. like, like <laughs> there would be like good food yeah probably some good wine like. Be a great time. Yeah, maybe like I don't know. I'm thinking like, you know, a little casa outside Santa Fe or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a yeah, relaxing like yeah. It would just be like it would be planned out to the yeah. It's like you wouldn't have to worry about like you know anxiety like planning a date or whatever. Yeah. Like she'd have that covered. Um, my first like. My first like sexual stirrings for like a a woman that were pre- that was presented to me in like image form. This is actually uh this is weird now because I'm an adult now. So bear in mind bear bear in, bear in mind bear in mind that I was a child. Yeah. Um and it wasn't even sexual. It was pr- like protosexual. Yeah. It was like you see a girl and you're like new feeling. Nice. This makes me feel nice. Yeah. Um, did you ever see Casper, the Friendly Ghost? Yeah, uh, I believe I did. Do you know who the who the actress in that movie was? 
No. That was it. Was that whatever? <laughs> pull it up. Whatever girl was in that movie. Um, I remember having a dream about about her after watching that movie and being like, she's my girlfriend. Yo, it was Christina Ricci. Hey, I had good taste. <laughs> I had really good taste. I yeah, just, I just Wednesday Adams. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, you know. Damn, I I had the I had the best taste. <laughs> I I just saw I just saw Buffalo '66. Yeah, have you seen that? I haven't. Oh man, such an amazing movie. Not to not to start talking about movies, but that movie is incredible because it's literally all about how love is the only thing that matters. Mm. And I won't explain it because you haven't seen it, but. It's one of those movies where in the yeah. last, like literally in the last 60 seconds of the movie, you find out that love is the only thing that matters. And up until then, love had been completely undecisive. Damn. Right? Yeah. I associate that movie with an ex, so it's like I haven't watched it because it was like her favorite movie that I like never quite wa- got around to watching. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it in, so I watched it with a girlfriend I had in college and Vincent Gallo in the movie is like really neurotic about being touched yeah like he basically like he's like essentially like so neurotic that he's celibate he's never had sex mm-hmm. and at the time i was like not having sex with this partner of mine yeah like at all and i remember watching it and it being like so awkward because <laughs> yeah. it was so on the nose yeah it was like literally me but the thing is, I didn't. Re- I don't remember the ending of it. And then I rewatched it, and I saw the ending. I was like, yeah. "This is beautiful." You were so focused on. Yeah, I was on focused on the negative. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm I'm cool with talking about movies like that. Yeah. Want to hear about an experience I had watching Phantom Thread? Oh, for sure. Have you seen Phantom Thread? Yeah, I have. So uh, you know the concept, but but so I on like one of my like the first nights that like someone i was dating uh slept over yeah we watched phantom thread and then in the morning i had the rape out right yeah (laughs) which is tobacco snuff that i got from ceremonial (laughs) tobacco snuff ceremonial tobacco snuff that you use a little like you know like a little tube to shoot up into your sinuses (laughs) yeah and uh i was like oh we should we should or like she was interested in trying it so yeah i like i i hit her with it and she like took it like a champ she was like yeah yeah like i feel this feels great she went like laid down like oh i feel really great yeah and then i just did myself like one nostril and like was like like shaking on like i went into like convulsions i was like shaking on the floor and like throwing up yeah and it literally just like turned into like which is a normal reaction for rape it is i mean you're yeah. shooting like really powerful tobacco into your sinuses yeah um but like i just like had this like really negative reaction where i was like for like for like an hour and a half i yeah. was like throwing up and like shaking yeah and she had to like kind of like take care of me in like the same way yeah it's like it was like parallel like <laughs> like she poisoned you with the mushrooms yeah, yeah. and it, it was like so, so cool. it was like not long i was like this is so fucking funny this seems like it's almost like planned like yeah yo you see this do you like this like you want to experience <laughs> should, it right should now? we do this in the morning <laughs> yeah uh you do kind of have that guy's swag too 
yeah. with your pants and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That dude. Yeah. He, Daniel Day Lewis has swag for sure. No, I mean, and, and, I mean and his character. Yes, though. his character yeah. too. He's like making the like real uptight. I don't like noise at breakfast for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't. You're not as uptight as him, <laughs> no, but you no, you I'm you not. have his like drip. I'm saying. Yeah. No, I I get that. I'm, yeah. I'm expanding. It's on like it. like 1900, 1900s type. Yeah. Stuff. Peaky blinders drip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got my Ma- male soul peaky blinders. You haven't, you haven't seen me, listener, but I got peaky blinders drip. <laughs> I look like all those images of, like, male soul, like, yeah. freaking uh, Cillian Murphy, you know, walking at you. That's yeah. what I look like. Is it Chilean or Cillian? I I always heard it Cillian, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's not Romanian, so. <laughs> Yo. If he is was, he not? Though, <laughs> if he was, though. Damn, well. Let's I, cut it. I think we should cut. Let's cut. Yeah. Yeah.